0: The Aural Malpractice Podcast contains material not suitable for most audiences. Listener discretion is advised. If you are a child or easily offended... Turn it the fuck off
1: now because we don't have time for your bullshit. sniping foreskin at 400 meters it's the ro Practice podcast hi everyone i'm dr chris one of the ro practitioners, and i have alongside me virtually here today or tonight dr josh and dr tom all right so uh how's everything going uh are, are people doing well overall and uh any thoughts from the previous episode um, I think
2: I drink too much.
3: Yeah,
1: you were a little drunk. That's what I heard. J- just a little bit, but uh, I-, I will say maybe that explains, you know, some of the advertisers that you brought on last time, because...
2: A- that may be possible. I yeah. think I was on a week-long bender at that point, but I still have the same opinion about World War One, and I don't care what you guys have to say about that.
3: I don't blame you for being drunk. I mean, your life is fucking terrible, so... You
2: know. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting better. To be completely honest with you, I I don't think it's so bad right now.
3: Well, you know, we'll wait and see. But no, the, you we, know, we
2: will wait and see.
3: You always have an out. <laughs> you know, one day just get a rope and a rickety stool. Ooh. There'll always be another doctor. Wait, that's a wait,
2: weird what? way to. Hey, you know, I'd like to talk <laughs> about that actually, if you don't mind. Um, oh sure, go go ahead. I, I noticed. I mean, you guys don't usually pay a whole lot of attention to what I'm saying. <laughs> I identify as Dr. Tom. Mm -hmm. I didn't say Dr. Tom's umpteenth clone. I didn't say Dr. Tom's left testicle. I didn't say anything like that. I've been talking to some people and I feel like if I call myself a clone, I'm really selling myself short. I may have grown in a flesh fat, but if you look at everything, I really did just assume all the responsibilities- of my predecessors, and I haven't died yet. So I think I've earned the right to identify as Dr. Tom. So though I may be a clone, I self-identify as a real human being. And I know Josh thinks I'm a cyborg, but that's not what my identity is telling me right now.
3: Hey, listen, man, you spend that long shoved inside a fleshlight, you can say whatever you want about yourself. (laughs) You do you.
2: (laughs) Well, that's what a fleshlight's for.
3: At least half of the reproductive process, at least.
2: I want to see somebody reproduce with a fleshlight and just make baby fleshlights. That'd
3: be creepy. Well, it'd be a a, a a fleshlight human chimera.
2: (laughs) You you pronounced it correctly. That's that's good. I know somebody that can't do that.
3: Fuck you. Anyway, (laughs) here's the thing, though. I mean, imagine what that would look like. No, (laughs) no, I don't want to imagine what that looks like.
2: I mean, I'm trying to draw a picture of it right now. That's a lot of holes.
3: That's an immediate call to Child Protective Services the moment the child is born.
2: And perhaps animal control. Oh, yeah. And
3: absolutely. We need to keep this child locked in a box, away from anyone moderately creepy-looking for with, a very long time. With
2: <laughs> plenty of cornstarch oh, to keep that fresh on, sensation.
1: But, but, yep. but I mean, if it was a human flesh-like
2: chimera, then wouldn't it be... It's a flesh-like that says daddy when it turns yeah, one.
1: Yeah, I mean, but wouldn't, it, wouldn't exactly. it be spending its life in a box anyway?
2: Oh. It depends on how often it gets fresh air. Okay. <laughs> Next segment.
1: <laughs> Doctor Tom. Yes. You said you've been you've been talking to people and you've been talking about your well being and uh, you know yes. how you're identifying as Doctor Tom, which is perfectly fine. Whatever whatever you identify as, we're 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 cool with that. Um, but you, 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 told me that you had some reflections about self-improvement and uh, kind of bettering yourself. And I, I wanted to learn a little about a little bit about that because uh, that's something that I'm interested in for myself. So, uh, um, awesome. why don't you go ahead?
2: Okay. Well, um, I just wanted to start off real quick. Um, uh, since I am technically a clone, even though I identify as a human now, I've never had a new year before. So when this January passed by, this was literally the first new year I've ever experienced so I looked into the concept of New Year's resolutions, which in my memory, they existed, but I've never really had one of my own. So I was just kind of curious, what do you guys do for New Year's? Do you guys do resolutions too? Do you guys have any?
1: Um, I used to do the resolution thing, and instead now I kind of just have a vague intention of some kind. Um, I find that the resolution, like... it. it for me, it's like I commit to something that's too hard for me and then... I okay, Dr. Josh,
2: do you it. have any resolutions? Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay, great. Every year, I vow to achieve great... Excuse me, hold on. <laughs> um, I get a little choked up thinking about this, but every year, I vow to achieve greatness. And every year, I succeed.
2: I feel like you might be setting yourself some easy resolutions, unfortunately.
3: Yeah, Greatness so, is no small feat. No, and it's Remember really that. a
2: matter of perspective as well.
3: Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. Speaking of perspective, can I just say something? Sure. If you identify as a human, you should oh, never say that that technically you're a clone. Did I mention that this is something uh, I'm working on? If you identify as a human, you are a human. You're in control of your own biology. Perhaps. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. hold on. Anyone who says otherwise is a, a, a clone of Earth. Uh, okay. Uh, well awesome or a human a foe i don't know i don't give a shit yeah yeah you're still
2: talking though which is weird um but anyway i still like to call myself technically a clone because there are certain advantages that being a clone can afford um Uh, i wish to take all the positives of being a human but i also want to keep all the positives of being a clone and accept the negatives of neither that's my goal of identity uh Uh, at least that's what i'm working on tax advantages Yes.
3: Yeah, well this is the point that I'm making though, okay. is that on any given day, you can just say whatever you are, and then the the fabric of reality has to bend to my will. Just say your truth and exactly. it'll be true regardless of what it is or how often it changes.
2: That's why I am the master of reality. That's how it works. That that is how life works, correct?
1: I mean, that's what all the prevailing social data says. I mean that you you're you're just stating the obvious. Okay. Can I keep going with I my thing? I don't know thing? why this is such a hang- Yeah, <laughs>
2: awesome. please because I would like to learn. <laughs> derail number 674. Go. Okay, anyway. <laughs> going back to the concept of new year's resolutions, like I said, it's pretty much new to me. So what I wanted to do originally, my scientist brain just wants to dismiss the tradition because for the sake of tradition, it's alone. It's built on mostly just meaningless superstition and voodoo curses. So since, uh, I'm not going to let something like history or archeology span get in the way of my definition of progress. Like I said, my reality, like you uh, said before, Dr. Josh, but, uh, after I thought about all this stuff, though, a series of events happened. I got on the wrong end of some weird advertisers. You guys remember that part. Oh, yeah. But I guess to uh, to make a long story short, some egos got bruised, and I spent a great deal of time alone uh, reflecting on myself, who I am, and uh, mainly how my attitudes and opinions towards other people who are different from me affect the people I know as a whole. Okay? So as a result of all the self-reflection I've been going through, I am now uh, – Voluntarily attending a cultural sensitivity training at the local re-education camp, 100% voluntary, and I'm here because I want to be better. Uh, I enjoy being this obedient and subservient, and I am grateful for the opportunity to become better. So where I am today in in this reeducation seminar, uh, I am much more sensitive now. I've learned much about the value of all cultures because all cultures all cultures are great and vital. Okay, and they're all an important piece of the tapestry that is global diversity, and that is a strength. Okay, there's no such thing as a bad cultural practice, and nobody should be allowed to voice their opinions if they think otherwise, because opinions hurt feelings. And that's why we, as doctors, you—do uh, you have anything to say, Doctor Chris?
1: No, I—I I, I mean, so wait, wait. I, I, no, I'm going to let you continue. But
2: it, <laughs> okay, it,
1: that it—it. It, I'm sorry, but that—that's like saying,
2: Ugh, just go. Hash, just go. Hashtag my truth. Okay. Opinions hurt feelings, and that's why we, as doctors, we deal in facts. This is something we've been doing for a long time. So certain facts, such as all cultures—I can't say cultures today. All cultures that aren't mine are wonderful. And if I don't understand or question a cultural practice, I'm a bad person, and I should not be allowed to express myself. And I shouldn't have to think for myself because thinking hurts others. You know, basically the same thing science has said since it was discovered by Malcolm X somewhere around 2026. Uh, So with my new outlook on life, I've been doing things to expand my worldview and experience the cultures of others while simultaneously condemning my own. So I've compiled a list of things that... I've done recently, and also some things I'd like to do in the near future, and I'm planning to do them as soon as the opportunity presents itself. Of course, you know, since I'm here 100% voluntarily in this re-education camp, but I'm still forbidden from leaving until I meet certain productivity quotas, I've been a little limited in my means to experience the world, but, you know, barbed wire fences, stun guns, daily beatings, forced labor, starvation, Kevin Phage movies can't stop the flow of culture. So with my new friends inside this prison camp, I mean re-education camp, Here's what I've been able to experience so far. I thought you guys might like this. So first off, I got circumcised. So, as we know, circumcision is a Judeo-Christian tradition in which men have their foreskin removed from their penises as a symbol of praise to celebrate the time that Moses and Aaron unclogged the penis hose of the giant nuclear-powered steel-testicled bantam machine that fed the Israelites with its robo-semen as they wandered the wilderness for 40 years. That's, you know, well-known knowledge. So there was a great deal of happy pain as I joyfully learned the enriching value of hacking off a chunk of your penis. I know this enriching experience is normally done at birth, but I left my clone that fully grown. But I'm sure that the experience was close enough to make up for it and make it respectful and empowering. And since I'm aware of Tom clones and their histories of penis problems, I made sure everything was clean and correct. I appreciate your concern. My penis is fine. Secondly. I had my teeth filed down. It's a common Balinese tradition, as it must be done before marriage, and a symbol of entering adulthood. The Balinese people file their teeth as a way to suppress the evil urges that not filing your teeth may encourage. Things like violence, lust, jealousy. I don't think I accurately measured my levels of violence, lust, and jealousy before the ritual, but I trust in the tradition that I must let much less violent, lusty, and jealous now, but now the vegan-friendly styrofoam and lentil soup I'm fed twice daily tastes a little bit funny, but that probably means it tastes better and I need to get used to it. Mm. Number 3. I performed funerary grieving in the way of the Nadani people of Papua New Guinea. More specifically, I cut three of my own fingers off during a funeral. As a clone, I don't exactly have much in terms of friends or family to mourn for, but thankfully, the people in these re-education camps die, like, all the time. Coal fires, mine collapses, the undesirables and the Coliseum fights, you know, all the normal stuff. Uh, Overall, I think it was an emotionally satisfying experience, and now I can buy cheaper gloves that have less fingers, so there's even a practical reason to want to do this. Uh, Number four, I got circumcised again. Wait. Uh, I was struggling to figure out how putting yourself through unnecessary pain and suffering in the name of cultural tradition was, in fact, a good thing. So even though maybe it's something you get used to, that's what I'm thinking, the funny part is that the second time around, it felt even worse than the first. So for now, I can safely assume that it's obviously just my problematic thinking, and I promise I'll work on that. Uh, last thing, number five, I sampled some cultural food. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a great deal of people on this planet suffering from famine and starvation, and eating for survival is significantly different than eating for enjoyment. It's not a fair representation of a people's culture if you're eating something another person eats just to keep from starving to death. In fact, that's something that's downright offensive. So what I tried was a traditional Italian dish that the Italian aristocrats used to eat called casu marzu, which pretty much translates to maggot cheese in English. What they do is they take a big chunk of Italian pecorino cheese and slice off the top of it to expose all those good things that help make it putrefy, bacteria, mold, maggots, etc. until the core is pretty much a thick, viscous, liquid-like combination of rotten cheese, maggots, and pretty much whatever else crawled in there during the wait period. So then you just shake the maggots off and eat it like regular cheese. I tried it. And honestly, I think my taste buds are still adjusting to the teeth filing, but it was fucking vile. But I understand because it's completely my fault, and I hope to understand better in the future. On the bright side, I learned that cheese can go bad, and that means milk can go bad by extension. Therefore, Dr. Josh is wrong, and I am right.
3: Was the cheese pasteurized? I don't know. (laughs) Then then your whole premise is false. I I think pasteurization
2: is a subjective thing, but I'm not done yet. I have future plans. Oh, all
3: right. So what are
2: your future plans at this point? I want to toss a baby off a cliff.
1: I think you will both vouch for the following. I I would not consider myself to be culinarily inclined. Or capable of pronouncing culinary.
2: Yeah, that too. (laughs)
1: Whatever. So that being said, I've been endeavoring to improve myself uh, in that regard. So I've been taking on the task of trying different recipes uh, from different cultures, you know, just to make sure to mix things up, you know, so that I'm not just staying within my narrow minded frame of thinking. And I am pissed off. Why is that? I am at the point of wanting to nuke a specific website and anybody cloning it or trying to reproduce it off the face of the
3: internet forever. Wait, is this about cooking? Is is this that one that that teaches you how to cook with, uh, you know, your man milk? No, 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 not that one. That
1: that one will keep. <laughs> uh, but but no. Fuck you, Tasty, and fucking any other website that tries to replicate your bullshit ways of trying to get people to try recipes. Let me tell you about this fucking site. This fucking site does not even bother to tell you that anything could possibly go wrong with the recipe. It doesn't show you anything bad. They just show this nice little video of a perfectly clean kitchen and perfect cooking technique and perfect everything just happening perfectly no matter what. Now, I have fucking tried a bunch of recipes off of Tasty. Not just by myself, but with the assistance of other people at times. And these fucking things never turn out exactly how the video shows you. Another thing that somebody pointed out to me in one of these videos was the fact that the video is calling for you to cook eight of something. And the fact is, is that at the end of the video, they've only made about three. You wanna know why they've only fucking made three of the things? They've only fucking made three of the things because you know what? They messed up every single one of the other five goddamn stupid things that they tried to cook and just don't wanna show you their incompetence, all right? That is what fucking pisses me off. You know what we need to see? We need to see a cooking fucking website that just says, you know what? You're gonna fuck up, all right? You're gonna make mistakes. Here are the possible mistakes that could happen. You know what? Your kitchen is going to look like a disaster. You're gonna have flour and water coating everything all over your kitchen no matter how careful you try to be with this. It's not gonna be clean, it's not gonna come out perfect, you're gonna burn shit because you've never done this before and we can't expect you to get it right. And then they have the audacity at the end of almost every one of their video to have a woman or a man going, Oh, yes. As if they're having an orgasm over the perfect food that they just fucking prepared in front of everybody in a time-lapse video that doesn't give any sense of the type of environment that they actually prepared in or any sense of any mistakes that they might have made. It's fucking annoying. It's fucking pisses me off as somebody trying to learn something because when you're trying to learn something you're gonna make mistakes it's gonna be messy and it happens food preparation just like science is not a perfect art by presenting a fucking perfect idealistic way of food preparation especially with more complex recipes all the time all you're doing is making people feel fucking terrible about themselves because they can't live up to your stupid high standards and it pisses me off because i know that i'm gonna fuck up and this website gives the illusion that cooking is easy it isn't and that's just the reality of the situation. So fuck you, Tasty, and fuck any other website that is trying to replicate your perfect uh, cooking network style editorial bullshit.
3: Rant over. Yeah, so it seems like maybe uh, what you really were were needing in this scenario was, um, you know, less of like a clickbaity kind of how-to food preparation uh, kind of platform and more of like a... A therapist, help you feel better about yourself. No, no. I I know I'm going to fuck up. I'm fine with that. I'm just-
2: This segment was brought to you by Tasty. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I hear everything you're saying, Dr. Chris. I hear all of it. This is exactly why I'm glad I eat Styrofoam now. Uh. It's easy to prepare. You know what I really hate about cooking websites is that you find a recipe and it seems like it's going to be something awesome. So you start reading it. And then you suddenly realize that aside from an ingredients list, this is not a recipe. This is just a message from a lonely housewife. You know what? You're right. It's like, okay, first you take the eggs and then... My daughter got the best grades in school when she was 16. She's 17 now, and I just don't know what to think about her. Anyway. Yeah, I've seen so many things like that. They're really using it as an outlet to talk about their own lives because they're sad and desperate. My family of six people, the two dogs enjoy it. My two kids, Biff and Wendy, oh, yeah. they all my enjoy fu- it. My they're, fur babies. They're honor roll students, by the way, and they're all going to Rutgers. They're so much better <laughs> than you are, just like I am. I'm better than you are. I've never worked a day in my life, but I have children, and my children are doing pretty good. Therefore, I'm doing good, by extension, because I control them.
3: I always look for the middle-aged guys that have no idea how to use a camera or lighting or anything like that, because literally the only thing they do is show you how to do the thing, and then they're done. Like you guys, I can't deal with some uppity bitch yammering on and on about her life when all I'm trying to do
2: is learn how to make a bolognese. (laughs) Let me send you an email about my entire life story.
3: I just want
1: to
2: make a steak! (laughs) So secondly, when you said the term, cooking fucking website... Um, it, <laughs> it made me think about Smoking an idea.
3: Slash. Yeah, there we go. So <laughs> I was like,
2: wait a second, cooking and fucking website. What would be awesome? Are you familiar with nakednews.com
1: I have heard of this. Yes,
2: exactly. So it's a website where essentially they tell you about Vladimir Putin while they take their clothes off. Um, I think it's Canadian, so it's even funnier. What? Um, but yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> not
3: know- why do I not know about this?
2: It's, uh, I don't know, www.nakednews.com. Um, I've been
3: watching the regular the, the news for my
2: whole life like I'm a, a fucking Fucking idiot. loser, yeah. Yeah, you could fucking God have stripper it. news. What's so, wrong with so, you? So going on to this, like Naked News, you could have cooking and fucking. So essentially, you get up, there's some hot girl, probably just wearing an apron, Uh, no additional clothes, Ah, you know, starts making cookies. Then it's like, hold on, I'm out of eggs. Where am I going to find some eggs? Oh, there's Steve over there. Looks like he's got eggs. He's got two nice eggs over there. You mind bringing those eggs over here, Steve? And then they're just banging while she's (laughs) cooking. You know, that's actually every man's dream, really, when
3: you think about it. I don't want to see the hot girl cooking and then getting railed. What if she's
2: cooking while she's getting railed?
3: I don't know. This is what I want to see. I wanna see the bitch that won't shut up. <laughs> and then some giant dude with a nine inch cock just comes into the kitchen and hate fucks her. Wow. And then like
2: kind of she's trying to, shit.
3: She's trying to like saute some, some ground beef <laughs> while she's like tearing up and crying.
2: I, I gotta turn my volume down If somebody hears what you're saying right now I am going straight to the re-education pits
3: <laughs> And then like that while he's doing it Like he's <laughs> he's, he's like screaming at her That is the her. most <laughs> cathartic thing you could possibly say at this moment <laughs> Thank you so much brutal. Tell me how your kids are doing at <laughs> <laughs> school, bitch Brought to and you then, by like, tasting he makes, her, he makes her talk about her kids <laughs> While it's happening Let me oh, let me, me have a taste of
1: my kielbasa <laughs>
2: Holy crap!
3: Who's ready for oh, season two gosh. of Spluckus? I, I I genuinely believe that probably exists somewhere, somewhere out on the internet. I'm, oh, well, I'm sure the internet's a
2: weird, wild place.
1: <laughs> the pioneer woman explores
2: <laughs> the wilderness, <laughs> little or something like that. L- little whores on the
3: prairie. <laughs> Uppity Karen podcaster gets what she has coming. <clears throat> wow. Yes. You just named Literally. this episode.
2: <laughs>
3: okay, my rant is over.
2: <laughs> that was a great rant. All right, um, I don't blame
3: Uppity. you. Up Karen takes it in the ass while making corn blue. <laughs> oh God!
1: <laughs> <laughs> let, let me show you my bechamel sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it's everywhere. Oh God,
2: it is everywhere. <laughs> Uh, we're going to go to a commercial.
4: But first, we're going to go to hell. See you later. Hey, how you doing? The name's Joey, and this is Joey's Backdoor Massage Parlor. Here at Joey's Backdoor Massage Parlor, the, this is where you go to get a massage through the back door. By me, Joey. Here for a massage? Awesome. We can get started right away. Just open up that back door and I get straight to business, you know? That's just how I am because I'm Joey. Backdoor business is my business. Hey, that's pretty good. Nah, it's cool. You don't have to knock. I never forget a face when it's that close to my back door, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, maybe a backdoor psychic or something. Just remember, when you come to visit, Joey's backdoor massage parlor is strictly backdoor only. Don't worry about the front door, okay? Massages are for backdoor customers only. You know what? Don't, don't even think about the front door. Don't, don't even look at the front door. You stay the hell away from the front door, okay? Man, what the hell's wrong with you? What are my qualifications? <laughs> hell, I don't know. I got big hands. How about me being pretty good at it, huh? Is that worth something? Give me a chance, and I'll give you a backdoor massage that'll show you what's up. Get away from the door! Ma! Get him away from the front door! Hey, you know, I got all kinds of massaging tools. Some of them are pretty cool, and yeah, yeah, some of them look a little bit scary, but... But it's me, Joey, you know, the guy from Joey's Backdoor Massage Parlor, so you know it's gonna be okay. A couple visits to Joey's backdoor Massage Parlor and you'll never look at your own back door the same way again. I'm telling you, back doors are good for business. With back doors, you can do all kinds of stuff. If you do cool stuff with your back door, you come let me know and I'll give you a backdoor massage for half price. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'd pay for that. I can't really give myself my own backdoor treatment though, it's, it's stuff I can't reach. But I can reach yours though, don't worry about that. I sell some bumper stickers and stuff too, you know, it helps me get the word out. Hey. And you tell the world about your awesome backdoor experience with me, you know Joey from Joey's Backdoor Massage Parlor. So come knock on the backdoor for a great backdoor <laughs> massage by me, Joey. Yeah, I don't really have a catchphrase or nothing, so.
1: <laughs> I gotta say that that was the yeah, most. i probably
4: not all that professional compared to you know the other people that do massages and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I got a lot of heart in my back door, like. I'm not really going to do your nails or pluck your eyebrows or nothing or cover you in mud with like those rocks that get really hot. You know, I don't really get those things. It sounds kind of like a, a weird sexual thing. No, dude, I'm not going to blow you or nothing. Just want to give you a quality backdoor massage experience. Like with my hands and some of these weird expensive things I bought. I mean, this one was like 40 bucks. I mean, the guy said it wasn't a dildo, but now the more I look at it, it kind of looks like it's meant to, oh, damn, damn, I forgot to mention it's cash only. God damn it. So what do I do? Do I start the whole damn commercial over and put that somewhere in the middle? Yeah, that's kind of important. Let me just go in. Oh, shit, I'm still recording. No, well, I guess that's good then.
1: Okay, I thought that was over before it
2: was. <laughs> Joey's got a heart of gold. He just doesn't yeah. know what he's yeah. doing.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I got to say, I, just keep in mind, we don't hear the ads before we play them. And so that had to be the most serendipitous <laughs> occurrence to ever happen <laughs> going from the previous end of the conversation into that ad. That had to be the best possible ad we could have. You know what? You all got to check out Joey, uh, you know, as soon as possible because that was the best possible ad we could have had. He's a good
2: guy. After that segment. He's just not good with computers and stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I can okay. understand that. You know, can I, can I point
3: something out here? Sure. Go ahead. We could have dropped that ad after 90% of the segments on this podcast, because all yeah. we do is talk about assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly mine for some reason, but it's it's just what we talk about. It always yeah, well. comes back to that.
2: It, it always comes back to another thing, too, but... So far, we're doing yeah. pretty good on that end. Uh, yes,
3: Yeah, let's let's it's, not go there. It's so, just um, butt-fucking in Hitler.
2: Yep, there you go. There it is.
3: Uh, Somebody Hitler, was going to say it eventually. Sex you know what? I was just going to open the podcast
2: and say Hitler, just to get we, it out of the way. You know
3: what? It's it's going to happen, so we might as well just pop the cherry as soon as it comes up.
2: Exactly.
1: Pop the Hitler
3: cherry.
2: <laughs>
1: Hitler, it's yep. the R.O. Malpractice
2: podcast. Popping the Hitler cherry, that might be a good title oh
3: okay (laughs) yes
1: Um, uh we
3: we keep developing this this whole list of phrases you know uh (laughs) gaping the intellectual butthole i love that one popping your hitler cherry i mean there's there's (laughs) this whole list of of new terms we're coming up with
1: yeah yeah exactly creating our own language fooping and one (laughs) of the things that um we're we're trying to do is really to reach out butt stuff true yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) one of the things we're trying to do um But stuff related or not is to reach out and uh, grab a hold of our audience and uh, to get their attention. And so uh, one of the things that we've decided to do is really open up, uh, you know, either our intellectual butthole or otherwise to really uh, get a sense of what type of things are on your minds, what types of problems or questions you might have. I mean, we've got three doctors here on the podcast and uh, one of us might have the expertise to be able to help you.
3: And it'll also help us to understand what really captures the attention of your butthole. You know, how can we reach out and grab your intellectual butthole?
2: We can't gape your intellectual butthole until we can at least rim it first.
3: Yeah, exactly. Give us a chance, (laughs) just like Joey. (laughs) So with that, give
1: us a chance, just like Joey, and we're going to go to our listener Q and A.
3: Hello, and welcome to questions and answers. The part of the show where Dr. Tom and Dr. Josh attempt to answer questions from our listeners while Dr. Chris talks over everyone like a fucking asshole. Before we get started, here's a little preview of what to expect. Yeah, yeah. I'll just give a little quick so, explanation. So, Dr. If somebody Josh, so Dr. could Josh, murder wait, a Dr. kid. No, wait, Dr. Could Dr. They... Josh. Dr. Josh. Dr. Josh. Hold on. Let me finish. Dr. Let Josh.
1: me. I'm trying to figure out, is there any correlation or anything? Like, is there any sense to this? Or like,
2: um... What I was actually I, thinking I, I guess, of is I guess, a. Um, I guess
1: I don't know. I, I'm not really sure about. Hang on,
2: I'm not done yet. I because I, I, I haven't I, even started I, talking I, um, about.
1: Um, it could very well be possible. But feel free to I, keep talking. I, Go ahead.
3: Um, Let's make a pact um, right now, Doctor no Josh.
1: Doctor Josh. Fucking interrupting. This is a lost art on me. Uh, yeah, like it, you're. I I don't
2: know. <laughs> So going I, back I, to that, uh, I can see. I think it's okay, clear at this so, point, so hey, uh, hold on, gonna, hold on,
1: Doctor Chris, what would you, make? what
2: would you call Hang on. it, Doctor Chris? Hold on, uh, I can um, see like a complication I, I with like. uh... Agree.
1: Speaking of which, I purchased a uh, bottle God, of brand. It's almost name like he's not even really aware of milk. it. And and uh, i i brought it home yeah i don't want to get on my high wait, horse dr. be josh, judgmental dr. but josh, I, dr josh Dr. would dr josh i would love dr josh i would <laughs> love josh, to wait, put together coke here i parmesan, would love to put together
3: parmesan without being interrupted you
1: could fix that by giving yourself a horse <laughs> asshole it makes perfect sense
2: <laughs> chuck norris can turn wine into milk
1: wait what 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 i never thought of that
2: so let me see if I can get you back on track about this. Picture your hottest dream girl. Willem Dafoe. Multiply her by Willem 10. Willem
3: Defoe Give her Willem a weird Dafoe. accent. Willem Dafoe. Holy shit, shut up. This is what he does. I don't care anymore. I think my silence speaks volumes.
1: Okay, look, just because I have a super efficient gut <laughs> biome does not mean that I have functional problems with my bowel movements, okay? So that's, you know, my bowel <laughs> What the fuck? Longest (laughs) intro ever. I mean, best intro ever, but still, what the fuck? All right. Um, So we're going to randomly pull from, uh, so we have up to three listener questions here. Uh, Question number one on the list here for today is, I have a giant zit on on the back of my neck. I pop it, but it keeps coming back. What should I do? Who's oh, that question
2: for? Uh, is it for any of us? Uh, so so you're. I mean, so you're the host in this situation.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm just reading the question. Um, so yeah, the the listener question is: uh, I have a giant zit on the back of my neck. I pop it, but it co- keeps coming back. What should I do? And I will preface this by saying that even though we we all are doctors, that um, these answers are what, regardless of your question are for, you know, informational purposes only. Uh, if you do have an actual medical issue, please see a medical professional.
3: Uh, I, I can answer this one. This is an easy one. Okay. Go you're for it. You're not sticking the steak knife in far enough. You got to get it in there to get all the pus out.
1: So you're saying you really got to get to the root of the, the
3: infection. Yeah. Like really get it in there.
2: As is, is it's just going to reseal itself and grow again. Honestly, my my response would be just dig it out.
3: Yeah, that that is true. That's a better. That's yeah, a better just, solution. Just
2: just get a chisel, get a hammer, put it to the back of your neck, and just hammer till you're paralyzed. You'll get rid of the zit.
1: If you don't get that little like hard chunk of pus out. If you don't get that little root piece out, it's just going to keep coming back.
2: There's a thousand ways of getting rid of a zit. And I think this person is just not brave enough or not smart enough to think about all these other options. Dig it out, cut it out, shovel it out, smash it out, burn it off. There's enough acid in the world to throw in each other's faces. I'm sure you can find some for his neck.
3: But just as a caveat, you may try the things that we say and it may not work out exactly like you want it to. So don't come back to us <laughs> acting like we made it seem like it was going to go perfectly.
2: Yeah, we're the com of doctors.
1: And the other thing I'll say is that as with many things that we talk about here on the r o Malpractice Podcast, um, you may be able to find an OnlyFans audience for, you
2: know, popping zits and, oh, you know. I hate to think that you're <laughs> right, but you are. <laughs> I, I, we're Just doing
3: some research. That's for sure. Yeah, I'm staying far <laughs> away from that one. That's you guys court. ready for
1: another one? Yeah. All right. So I that wonder was... if somebody
3: pops its while they're reading the news or <laughs> cooking. Okay. How loud
2: is my mouse clicking? How loud is my mouse clicking?
1: Second question. Okay, so this is not written very well in terms of English, so I I Uh think that this is somebody that um, may be translating from another language or something like that. I'm going to do the best I can here. How can safely make glue dick for girlfriend? Uh, She is a hungry bitch, wants make big glue dick fun times. Also, too many coat hanger abortions, question mark. (coughs)
2: Are they asking the how many is this? co-hanger abortions is too many?
1: <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm just reading the question.
3: Uh, so is I think it's our, our 2 Jesus Christ. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure there's a video on a social media site that can show you this. So
1: part one is... Hopefully
3: not co-hanger abortions.
1: Well, I think the first part is more relevant to us. So first, how can safely make glue dick for girlfriend... You can't. We, <laughs> yeah. we have had a loss in the RO malpractice family because of attempting or attempts. Oh,
2: well, dickhead forgot the lag bolt. That's, you know, we haven't been able to prove yet that it's safe because we can't get anybody to follow the directions properly.
3: Because well, yeah, sometimes when you follow instructions, you get off a website. It's not the website's fault. It's your fault for not doing are we getting it right. Back to the tasty.com thing? No, I'm just saying. Oh, okay. You got to get the lag bolt in there if you're going to. But here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Don't do any of this DIY bullshit. Condoms are not that expensive. Buy some of those, and you don't have to DIY your dick in abortions. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: I'm sure that there are other uh avenues if you really wanted to go there. Check your local sex toy emporium and they they may have
3: Gorilla uh, glue. a
1: variety of different oh, yeah. things that might help you. Yeah, I
3: mean look, you don't need a real dick to make a cock sleeve. You want a cock That's sleeve? Oh make yeah, a cock. Exactly. Sleeve. Really? I you mean taking it, orders? No, no, no. I was I was I was saying it hypothetically.
2: Oh, okay, never mind then.
3: But you get a three D printer. You can make anything. You know what? I've never seen anybody print anything
2: useful from a 3D printer anyway. It's always just like, well, here's a baby Yoda that you can hang on your freaking desktop. It's like, okay, good. Glad you're solving cancer. Good for you.
3: Yeah, nobody's job. making giant horse cocks. You know what I mean? They might
2: yeah. be making small 1 one twelfth scale horse you'd, cocks.
1: Well, I mean, you'd be surprised what type of variety of horse deviant cocks? level sex toys there are. But still, um, beside the point. I,
3: that is surprising. Go on. What's, what's
2: out there? Okay, so
1: this is Giant Rubber aware. Ass.
3: What? Dot <laughs> com. Well,
1: I've become aware that there are, in <laughs> fact, very strange fetishes out there and that, in fact, there are women that want to have sex with a horse dick. So there are companies mm. that actually make
3: horse dick dildos.
2: I love that term, I have become aware. Just, just I love the ambiguity of the whole thing.
3: That's that's man talk. For I didn't Google this. I definitely did not Google this because that would be definitely embarrassing. Not. Even though Link. I know that both the two guys that I'm talking to probably did the same thing as well.
1: Exactly. Uh, um, as for the second part of the question, um, I I, fi- I feel like it's a bit disjointed. Uh, she is a hungry bitch. Um, that's not a question. Has nothing. To
3: do with wanting to make big glue dick fun. I, I think that that's like a, a slang term. Maybe that. like probably spends a, a lot
2: of time on tasty.com it's, looking at recipes. No, it's like a la- a lady yeah, that
3: really likes uh, you know that whole yeah. Food. yeah I see what you yeah, saying. Yeah, but you and, know what? This guy, where this guy should go, is giant box of dildos straight to your ass.com. I forgot about those <laughs> <Yeah>. guys. <laughs> that's that's the place for for him. Yeah. That I mean, is he can, he can, go. he can get, I, th- this is how you figure out what she likes, right? You just get a ton of stuff and then you overwhelm her with, re- with variety. That's how, yeah, that's, that's the best way to go about it in a, in a relationship. There you go. Do you think we have time for one more? Sure. Why not? Just carpet bomb her with dildos. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Oh, wow, uh,
1: and, and you know, and it says straight to your ass. But I mean, there, i am sure you can come up with other creative any, uses. Any so. any hole, really? Yeah, straight to any hole. The ears, maybe. Uh, ears, nose, eye yeah. sockets, uh, those types of things. Yeah, no. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't uh, recommend. Not for the, the living.
3: Old... That's for sure. Yeah.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! It just that's just a big weird rabbit hole. <laughs>
1: Okay, gave my intellectual uh, necrophilia, butthole, aside,
3: <laughs> necrophilia aside, necrophilia aside, diet box and dildos straight to your severed trachea.com. Oh, god, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: fuck you, Doctor Josh. <laughs>
1: fuck you. Okay, question number three. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. Shit. laughs> you broke me. Damn it so question number three for uh the more science inclined uh here in the show so not me uh if the earth is round and spinning at 1000 miles an hour why can't a plane fly slowly while the earth just passes underneath the plane
2: that's why they have helicopters
1: yeah but that still doesn't answer the question i I think it's a physics question yeah what's the premise here if the earth is spinning if the earth is spinning, it is round. So, we, we, you know, well, we know that it's not a perfect oh, sphere. That's what still, Neil
2: deGrasse Tyson thinks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, we have to make sure that we're aligned with Mr. deGrasse Tyson and uh, Bill Nye, the science guy, of course, in order to make sure that we're with the, the science. But if the earth is round and spinning at a thousand miles an hour, why can't a plane just fly slowly, like uh, just enough to keep the airflow over the wings enough to keep the plane aloft and let the plane just kind of hover in midair while the earth passes underneath because um the helicopter hypothesis makes sense to me but then why aren't helicopters as popular as airplanes i would guess they're smaller
3: i think that we should just defer to whatever science has agreed on And avoid commenting on any of this because the last thing we want to do is spread misinformation by having a conversation. And uh, fuck that. Let's just talk about it. That's what I think.
2: (laughs) I think as long as you're moving fast enough to prevent gravity and allowing the wind resistance of your forward momentum from keeping you from going to the ground, you will move faster.
3: I mean, you can't really hover Now I get it because the earth is spinning at a thousand miles an hour, right? So if you're going against the spin of the earth, then you're traveling 2,000 miles. No, you're traveling a thousand miles an hour if you're staying still. Yeah, in theory.
2: If you're traveling uh, east, you'll never go anywhere because the earth is spinning. No, let me take that back. If you're traveling east. You have
3: to be traveling faster than a thousand miles an hour.
2: Exactly. You'll have to be traveling faster than 1,000 miles an hour to get anywhere. And I don't think we have any planes that travel faster than 1,000 miles an hour. So I'm assuming that when a plane takes off and starts going against that particular direction, they're actually just going backwards slower. Where if they just went the other way, they'd get there much faster. So no planes ever go in one direction. They always just go in the same direction around the Earth as it spins.
1: This is part of the reason why planes have to make multiple legs. So like you have to... You have to go in a direction sometimes that it doesn't. Why does seem... a
2: plane need legs to fly?
1: I, I wasn't being literal in that particular instance, but what I'm saying is sometimes you have to go from one airport to another airport. What what I think might be happening here is actually time travel. Because here's yep. the thing: if the Earth is spinning a thousand exactly.
3: miles per hour, <laughs>
2: it's exactly
1: and then time we're travel. moving.
3: Yeah, I was thinking that Chris it said just... it. I I you know, kudos to uh, you. <laughs>
2: I I thought it was just you were just seeing a video screen all around you in the plane and you were actually just being carried around by a truck.
1: Some form of time travel is taking place here. That's
3: the only thing that makes sense. If you're going east and the earth is spinning, but you're not moving, you're definitely moving back in time. That's what's happening. Exactly.
2: It makes perfect sense. That's why traveling back in time
3: is so much easier.
2: Would you need to be going west or would you need to be going east? What if you went north? Well,
1: I I don't know. I mean,
2: besides finding the opening in the top of the earth that leads to Agartha, where the aliens live.
1: Yeah, but if you head north, you're going to actually have to aim northwest because the spin of the earth is going to
2: push you. Therefore, so northwest you're have so to a aim thousand northwest miles an hour
1: in order to get straight north.
2: This is why I don't fly. It just really doesn't sound reliable. You got to do math just to get anywhere. So,
1: um, that being said, I think that was a rather, uh, amusing segment. Um, so we have another commercial and then I'll leave you guys. The best way to
3: convince people that our podcast is funny is to let them know (laughs) at the end of every segment (laughs) that it was funny. (laughs) That's the end of that
2: segment. And that was hilarious. If you're not laughing, you're wrong.
0: This has nothing to do with semen or jerking off. I can't believe I have to say that. Rick Scott here, there's nothing worse than walking around all day in a pair of pants that you were told would be soft and voluptuous when you picked them up at the dry cleaners, but when you got them home and opened the bag, you were just like, "Ah, Are you serious? These pants are supposed to be voluptuous. How am I supposed to wear these pants if they aren't voluptuous? It's like sandpaper. No, no, I refuse to wear these pants. Then you call up the dry cleaner and they don't know what you're talking about because they wouldn't know voluptuous if it shot them in the head with a nuclear bomb. So now what do I do? You know what I don't do? I don't cheese on my pants because that's not what this commercial is about. What I did do was I developed a special pants. Pants Cream Formula that leaves your pants feeling like the most soft, voluptuous pants that have ever rubbed your legs. Seriously, your pants will feel like baby skin. Not real baby skin. Again, none of this has to do with killing babies for their skin or jerking off or dipping pants into giant vats of human semen. Just stop it with all the bullshit. So if you want creamy, soft, voluptuous pants, just come on down to Nice Cans. Go through all the way to the back right corner of the store. You'll see a tiny door just next to the big double doors. Kneel down, put your mouth up to the hole and say, I'm here for the cream, then open the door and crawl inside. Take off your pants and hand them to the guy sitting at the second folding table on the right. Don't say anything to him. He's a convicted sex offender and he gets very angry when people try to talk to him. Also, I just want to reiterate, no one is going to jizz on your pants. This is not a sex thing. They'll take your pants and apply my specially formulated pants cream, which will leave your pants feeling soft and voluptuous, just like you need them to be. The process only takes three to five business days and prices may vary depending on market demand. This is not a sex thing, though. I'm not going to jerk off on you. No one is going to do any of that. It's just cream for your pants that is not made out of human semen. There's nothing sexual involved in any of this. It's just cream that conditions your pants to make them feel voluptuous. And there's no semen involved. So if you need your pants to be voluptuous and have realized, like me, that dry cleaners have no clue how to properly cream a pair of pants, then come on down to Nice Cans and let Brick Scotch cream your pants. (laughs) Cream Your Pants.
1: That was phenomenal.
2: The number yeah, of uh, times I've left the house without pants because my pants were all crunchy and uh, weird. Uh, yeah, I understand now, that.
1: Brick Scotch. Now, Doctor Josh he knows the people. I, I know that
3: he knows the people. I
2: know
1: he, he definitely. Knows he's smart really and, too.
3: He knows what he, really grabs you know, their buttholes.
2: He knows what grabs yeah. their buttholes, and he's uh, a yeah. he's a smart guy. I noticed he did a little pitch in on nice cans too. So he's yeah. just doubling up on yeah. his business
3: advertisement. Absolutely, he's a, a businessman speaking and
1: hmm
2: does Brick Scotch,
1: at Nice Cans, sell pre-creamed pants in a can so that you can have a nicely, freshly creamed pair of pants to wear the next few days while you're waiting for your other non-creamed pants to be creamed? Well, how long does it take? They said it takes up to five business days. Oh, okay. I missed that
3: part. Well, if he had creamed pants in a can, he probably would have fucking said that. I would it. I do
0: I talk about
1: assholes. I got something in the mail the other day, um, that is Dildos? relevant to Dildos? us. Dildos? No. It's I mean it doesn't have a return address or anything, so it's a little bit Unusual. I mean, most of the time the USPS and it looks like it doesn't deliver stuff without a return address. And looks like it was delivered like airmail or something. I I don't know. It's I I can't really identify where it came from, but um, it's got all sorts of stamps on it and all sorts of characters that I can't even recognize. Like it's not Korean. It's not. uh, It's not like Middle Eastern. I don't. I don't know what this is. But um, is
3: it Bangladeshi? I, I can't tell. Whatever it is, it seems very strange and unexpected. Is it Georgian? So let me... Is it Lichtensteinian? Gonna,
1: okay, hang on. Is let it Luxembourgian? Just this thing up. I don't know. Um, Willem Dafoe. Willem oh, Dafoe. Maybe Willem Is it Willem Dafoe. Dafoe? Um, No. I bet it's, it's fan an, mail it, from Willem oh, Dafoe. Wow. Hang, on, hang on, guys, guys. Uh, it's actually from Dr. Jacoby, and normally I, I would do a cold read on this, but um, l- let me take a look at this, and... Uh, uh, let's, let's go to another commercial while I, I read through this ahead of time and, and, uh, we'll come back to it in a second. William Defoe.
5: Hi, my name is George. I'm a great photographer because I own my own camera. Are you a hot girl? I bet you are. I love hot girls and so does my camera. At George's Photo Parlor, I take photos of hot girls and only hot girls. So if you're a hot girl and you want some photos taken of you, you should pay me to do it because I love it. Nudity is no problem with me. I love hot girls And nudity. If you want pictures with nudity, it won't make me uncomfortable at all. In fact, I'll happily get nude with you to take the photos. I love being nude and I love taking photos of hot girls. At George's Photo Parlor... I make myself stand out hard and firm through my meticulous record keeping. If you're a hot girl and get pictures taken by me, I keep them forever, (laughs) backed up through nine different methods. (laughs) So if you ever lose those hot pictures I take of you and you want some new prints, Come and talk to me, and we can negotiate. I keep all my photos of hot girls, even the naked ones. Just remember, I only take pictures of hot girls. No ugly girls allowed. If you don't think you're a hot girl, send me naked pictures of you. I'll let you know, and then maybe I'll take some more naked pictures of you. So come down to George's Photo Parlor, and let me take some naked pictures of you. What <laughs> Jesus Christ, talk.
1: Um, honestly, I don't normally cut our ads off, but
3: I would... Was- i <laughs> i like this guy I and i hope he tr- advertises every show <laughs> <laughs> wow um he's my so, new favorite <laughs> oh, okay all right that good. man
1: made me um, extremely
2: uncomfortable yeah i wonder if he also does the pants creaming in the back
1: uh maybe <laughs> uh it, it, it would be rare to find somebody that was uh specially trained in both of those um Aspects of things, although I think his pants creaming definition might be a little bit different than brick scotches. I, I think he
3: oh, yeah. should set up shop in the basement of nice cans, <laughs> <laughs> maybe the gardening shed out back. So, so yeah, that a real sling blade vibe to it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh,
1: wow! The, the advertisers we accept. Uh, yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, if you well, if we'll you ever want to advertise. Feedback at oralmalpractice um, Yeah, so that's it for our show. Totally, nothing going on with this letter that's in, in, important that needs to be said. No, Doctor Jay, uh, it, it's it's that bad. Um, huh? I I wouldn't say bad. Uh, I'll just say we we might have fucked up some things in his life, but uh, there there are no other details that that you really need to know beyond that. Um. Yeah. So. um, really? Yeah. N- n- you, nothing. You want to talk about it? No. In addition to advertisements, uh, we would definitely uh, appreciate your feedback. You can do that at feedback at oral malpractice.com. Uh, also send us your questions. If you, if you got questions, uh, we, we'd be happy to answer them as we can through our new segment. So, uh, do you guys have anything
3: else? Just a lot of questions.
1: Thank you for listening to RL Malpractice podcast and, uh, feedback at rlmalpractice.com is the place to leave us, uh, feedback. Take care.
2: RL Malpractice. Are you a hot girl? I'm a bad person, and I should not be allowed to express myself.